Rest in peace, Don West. Don West passed. You didn't watch Impact Wrestling, but... Oh, Don, Don West, West actually today. died? Today. Oh, um, no. Voice, voice, most prominently the voice of Impact Wrestling uh, for a majority of their years yeah. in service during the TNA. Him and Mike Tanay would be uh, verbally barring back in... Barbing? Barbing. Verbal barbs being passed back and forth between the two. Yeah. And they were they were a really good two-man team for a bit there. Even though the wrestling was <laughs> like Jeff Jarrett and, and a weird AJ Styles. <laughs> well, I feel like Don West was always... I, you're right, I didn't watch a lot of TNA. But I feel like yeah. Don West was not a man that was really understood in his time. Because... No, definitely. Like, at, at, while he was doing it... Everyone was making fun. As I recall, people made fun of Don West like, oh, his commentary is so over the top. He's so this, yeah. he's so that, whatever. You know, like um, like Tony Schiavone at the end of WCW, like every moment was the greatest moment in the history of our sport. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that was Don. Don was turned up to 11 all the time. But I think that time has proven an ally and yeah. his commentary has actually aged extremely well. And it makes watching that old stuff really fun. Hey, you know what? Don did it. His way. Every time a wrestling personality passes away from here on out, you'll be hearing our rendition of he did it or she did it or they did it. Whatever their way. Their way. Yeah. <laughs> That was a little impromptu magic from my Don life. West. Also, legendary, legendary pitch man. That's what people also forget. That dude was that dude was selling baseball cards on QVC. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you can do that and you're good at it, you can be a pro wrestling color commentator, no problem. You can sell anything. He proved it. He sold. He, you know, he sold Jeff he Hardy sold. versus Sting. Yeah, <laughs> shit like that. That is not in our. Uh, so t- today's episode is is is. Uh, the end of the year awards segment, but mainly tiny but mighty episode. And uh, the Jeff Hardy versus Sting with the, Jeff Hardy versus Sting in Impact Wrestling, where Jeff Hardy is blitzed. Is that considered a tiny but mighty match or just a miserable event? I think it's tiny but mighty. I think <laughs> he did kind of wrestle. Okay. I think it's. I think at the very least, it's very shit house. It's Bischoff coming out there and being like, "Well." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we can't do. Uh, can't do this. Can't do this. And then telling Sting, you need to pin him as quickly as possible. Sting was so mad. You could verbally see, like, visually see how mad and irritated Sting is, and uh, rightfully so. <laughs> but this is what this is. Here's all I'm saying: is that Jeff Hardy couldn't have been half as fucked up as allegedly Jake Roberts was at any point during the 1980s. That's true. That's true. And he had great, he had a lot of great matches. So I know where Jake and Jeff are right now. They're still hired at AEW, but Jeff is still out from his sobriety crisis, but Jake is doing great. He's not on camera, but he's behind the scenes. He's doing meals on wheels with the AEW people when they visit cities. Really? He's doing charity stuff. Yeah. Because he was a, you know, he was a meal benefited from a lot of charity. He was a meal. (laughs) He was a meal. Now it's time for him to be behind the wheel yeah, of the meal. That's exactly what we're here to talk about today on the final episode. It's the wheel meal deal. That's what we're talking about. It's the wheel meal deal. Um, well, uh, my name is Bo. So we're just going to let this congeal. And my name is Mike. That means you're listening to the final episode of 2022 for <gasps> Tope Suicida! Suicida!
I just don't have the energy for it. Can be. Bo, you're back. You came back I'm to back. the world, the land of the living. I'm back. Damn, I'm back. I saw you had your Tope Suicida shirt on, uh, created and printed uh, in secret by Stacy, your partner. Um, and it's very good. I wore mine on Monday in my Christmas photos with the family. Yeah, you did. It's great. How, how are you feeling? Is this the maiden voyage or is this the second voyage? I want to say this is Third the sophomore. Voyage. This is the sophomore, okay. and it's feeling good. It's not. It's real soft. Comfortable. Isn't it, though? Yeah. You'll be able to buy these soon on um, shoptope.net or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. For We're sure, still working sure, on trying sure, to get sure. the URL. <laughs> We're we going back and forth to prowrestlingtees.com. We're like, y'all are in Chicago. Does that mean we got to move to Chicago? And they're like, no, you don't. You just give us money, and we'll, we'll give you access to the, to the store. And then we're and like, because like, well, we're not moving to Chicago. Yeah. We live in Portland. I live in it's Portland. It's across the country. They haven't received, they haven't returned, they haven't returned uh, any of emails. our emails. So, so it's kind of unprofesh, really. Yeah, so we're looking for alternatives, but maybe we'll be on Pro Wrestling Tees eventually someday. But until that, you heard it You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. This, this doesn't make sense, but you heard it here first, you know? This is the year-end episode. Yeah. If you recall years past, Mike and I really sit down. After Christmas happens, right before the New Year's, and we we stare at each other in the eye, yeah, about six feet apart, yeah, and we go, "What was best this year? What was best besides us?" And we just say that we say that over and over, back and forth, yeah. And then we don't. We then we go home to our respective places, and that's where we create our lists of what was best, right? And then we bring them. We come back together with the lists of the best of the best, and that's what today is. How, how was your Christmas before we, before we get into it? How was your missile swole? Oh, it was pretty good, man. You know, no complaints. A uh, little drive uh, down to Southern Oregon. Uh, stop back up on I-5. And a little bit of a whirlwind. But, you know, it could have been a lot worse. Could have got COVID. Could have, you know, right. there's a lot of, lot of, lot of things could have gone worse. Uh, no major malfunctions. The rental car did great. And I'm just, I'm glad to be back home. I don't know about you. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So like, my my flight was supposed to go off on Friday, but as the world knows, last Friday, Friday before Christmas, uh, the U.S. caught ice, not fire. It caught ice. Caught some ice. And, uh, and majority of the country was under ice. Portland was under about two and a half to three inches that first Friday or uh, Saturday morning of that night or Friday. Who knows? It, was, it canceled my flight. Is what I'm trying to say. So I, I axed about three days off of my vacation, but I was still on vacation because I was just hanging out here alone, which is great. Right. Then I flew to Texas. It was all safe. We had a good time. It was a good time. Some stress, but uh, stress that I can't reveal publicly. So, <laughs> Right. Private stress. <laughs> Private stress, which just... is weird for me because I'm pretty out there for this show. I, I give away a lot of stuff. I know. I know. So. That's why I'm, I mean, you, you, the listeners can't see it, but my face, I have this shocked expression on my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. <laughs> he's he looks like a blowjob doll right now. Like he's a rubber blow. <laughs> now he's doing the action. Mike Mike's doing the action now. <laughs> he's rubbing his tongue on it. He's going to town on that lollipop. Anyway, we're here. You're such a liar. We're here. There's nothing. He was pantomiming. There was no lollipop. Here's the thing. I think that if um if I lit well, I don't want to speak out of turn and say this would happen to me, but I feel okay. like. There's a distinct possibility that if I were someone that lived in a place like Buffalo, New York, that yeah. I would be one of the 30 people that get killed by the snow. 
You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just like not, I'm not plugged in. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go on a walk today. And then, oh, seven feet of snow fell in two hours. On you. On me. <laughs> on me. Yeah. On, on, on me. It's like, was Mike houseless? Did he have a warm place to live? No, he did. He just got caught in it. So, like, there was 29 deaths confirmed for the longest time, and then Mike was number 30. Honestly, when I was on Google News, like, through that last weekend, I, that news article kept getting edited and added. The numbers yeah. kept going up on the Buffalo deaths. It's very scary. Very scary stuff. The snow will get you. Take care of your communities. Take care of your communities, everyone. Yeah. We had a couple of warming shelters here in Portland. I don't know if they were used suitably, but I didn't hear a lot of deaths reported, so maybe they were. You know? Thumbs up from Mike. Here we are. We're going to get away from uh, death, because that's what this front half of the episode's been about so far. But it is kind of about death. It's the death of 2022. It's over. It's what? It, right now, we're recording this literally on the 30th. This will be published tomorrow on the 31st. This is the last fucking tope of the year. If you got anything that you want to say, get it out now, because we're hitting the reset button. Clean slate 2023. Yeah, we're a new cast. It's going to be... It's going to be... <laughs> Tope Suicida, the new class. The new class. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be hosted by a couple of wrestlers, maybe. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but we have a, a last year we put together an entire episode of, of bests. But this year, being the stress that the holidays was for me in particular, our best lists are just real short. It's a segment. It's not an entire episode. But you know what? We have some tiny but mighty matches later, too, which are really going to fulfill fulfill you and probably mike because he doesn't know what i i got for him and they're really good so i'm really excited and i've got a little uh tiny but mighty surprise for you as well my friend oh well uh, should we do your surprise first and roll into the into the into the best the best ofs or should uh, we do the best mm, i think of, i need to save surprise. my surprise i think i need to save my surprise right. you you just drop it when you feel like it's appropriate right we'll do and then uh, send me the audio sample for the segment title uh, like segment theme just send make that and then send that to me tonight and then i'll put it in the no show problem tomorrow. perfect easy it needs to be about a minute 20 is that okay yeah no problem and i'm thinking like uh deep bass rumbling uh rumbling kick drum and a really loud like saxophone that sounds like a horse is just being whipped and i need i need i need piccolo now okay. I feel like you're being you're asking like for a little bit too much. You're sort of now you're taking like the creative reins. Was the piccolo too much? Yeah, when you asked for the piccolo, that was a little bit of an overreach, I think. It was sort of an abuse. Doesn't Stacy doesn't Stacy play saxophone? No. <laughs> no. They did. No. <laughs> Where'd I get that? <laughs> I have no Stacey idea. Stacy told me. Stacy told me Stacey you don't you don't know everything you. about yeah yeah play saxophone <laughs> nobody plays saxophone all right well then can you find a saxist a saxophonist for your recording tonight to get it to me tomorrow yeah okay okay I hope to see it okay well I it's I can't let anybody down ever so I guess that I will do it but until I get that recording it's the best of time it's the best of friends. Doing the best of the year. <laughs> uh, the categories I brought this year, Mike, I told you them earlier, but I got best tights. Yep. Best promo. Best storyline. Best wrestler. And then best rising star, um, which is also, I guess, best wrestler, just a little bit younger. 
Um, and this, uh, I, I let Mike know that this encompasses not just live modern wrestling, but everything that we have watched on this show, including what we haven't watched. So any wrestling is up for fair game, but stuff that we sucked in, we sucked down in 2022 sucked is really the down. only criteria. Yeah, sucked it right down. So let's start with best promo. Does that sound good? Sure. What do you have for best promo? This one's easy, and it, it's a, it wins by a mile for me. It's MJF and William Regal. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, the one. Uh, the, uh, which one? Because they did two, right? MJF. Sort of? Yeah, no the, the, no, the first one, the one where MJF talked about the email that he sent Regal, and Regal was like, grow up. Uh, okay, so the one where Regal's listening to that story yeah. in the ring with mm-hmm. him. Yeah, gotcha. God, that was good. That was my that was favorite. Really good. My favorite uh, was uh, Macho Man and Friends in uh, every ending of Monday Night Fight Bites. <laughs> <laughs> I know we only did like three Fight Bites maybe this year. Yeah, listen, I know we've been talking about it. Yeah, we've been talking about it for like seven <laughs> or eight weeks. Yeah, but here's something I got to let you know beyond the shadow of a doubt. I'm not so sure about Lex Luger, brother, and what you're doing hanging around with Lex Luger, man. I like Lex's promo style because he just shouts at like a high-pitched voice <laughs> when he gets hit. But that's my favorite promo. I loved it because you're right. Every time, uh, specifically Macho Man in these conversations, because he's always got his back to the hard cam, which is the best. He's always walking around, and you kind of see you, you kind of see, see Sting kind of like position him like, hey. Turn, turn. Kind of what Tony Schiavone was doing to Rick, Rick Ross. He's like, turn, turn, turn. Face the camera. Face the camera. Uh, in the in the big uh, big ass motherfucker promo. And one more thing, yeah. <laughs> good, good. That'll be an easy edit. I love yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like so, how you've been hanging around Jimmy Hart either. Yeah. Listen, brother. You and Lex gotta figure it out, brother. You and Stinger, you're my best friends. Much. <laughs> so stupid. What's the best storyline, Mike, of 2022? Best storyline of 2022? Yes, I'm not tricking you. Re- wrestling storyline. Give me these categories again. We got tights, uh-huh. promo, storyline, best wrestler, and best rising star wrestler. Okay. Best storyline, I would say, for me, was FTR winning three different belts. Yes, FTR's journey. And I don't know if you've taken the time to listen to... Dax's new podcast. I have not. So William Regal had a podcast with AEW and this this other guy named John. I think his name is John. But then William left, so Dax has taken over his spot, and it's called FTR with Dax. And it's something. It's family something wrestling is what it stands right, for. Right, right, right. And uh, the first episode was all about CM Punk and uh, Dax's relationship with him. Yeah, which, uh, it really fuels a speculation to me that CM Punk is not done with. AEW. Yep. So, but he was talking about how the 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 host was like, "Listen, Dax, I know you 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 like to be modest, but these three matches y'all have with the Briscoes this year might have been the best three tag match series of all time." And I might agree. It's up there. I think I agree. Yeah. And the next episode is actually about the dog collar match, so I'm really looking forward to that. Ooh. So, my storyline. Yeah. What's your best storyline of the year? Mine's Macho Man. And uh, Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. And the lead up to WrestleMania 3? Yeah. Yeah. 3. Yep. With the throat throat crush heard around the world. Or not heard. 
or not heard. Yeah. Certainly not spoken crushed. about. <laughs> Definitely not spoken. They heard it because the bell, bing, the bell, ring bell that he used to do it went off. <laughs> so that was my favorite. Great pick. Thank you. Yeah, I think that um, truly that was a, a, a treacherous act by the macho man. And uh, it really uh, set up their match at WrestleMania three very well. Yes. And one of the best matches I think we watched all year. But we knew that going into it. So Yeah, probably the best match we've watched all year. It's probably yeah. the best. Oh, here we are at best tights. Best tights, Mike. Best tights. I keep uh, going first. You go first with best tights. All right. My best tights are Macho Man. Uh, <laughs> you got multicolored jackets and tights. You got the NWO tights. You got the classic tights. You got the Halloween Havoc tights. You got everything this year with Macho. We got like three different eras of Macho, I feel. Yes. In all the different fight bites and uh, uh, random WCW pay-per-views and that kind of stuff. So Yeah, I agree. Macho Man Randy Savage, tights of the year. Mm-hmm. Fully. Definitely. It's hard. It's, I mean, like we said. Well, he was booked. Yeah, he was booked. He so. was booked. So it's that kind of he out of our out. hands. It's out of our hands. He had a truck. With a hat on it. Yeah. So I'd just like to make an honorable mention for um, Hulk Hulk Hogan in, in all in all black everything except for the sh- shitty red cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about that same Hogan with the sword? Yeah, Hogan Hogan with the sword. Yep. Yep. This is all the same around the same Halloween Havoc <laughs> There's time. A lot of contenders. It's There's a lot of contenders. You know, <laughs> but ultimately Macho Man wins. Wins the day, surely. Best wrestler this year. Who is your best wrestler? Best wrestler yeah. this year. Yeah. If you want to think on it a bit, I can give you mine. To give me yours. Macho Man. <laughs> and my notes here just, it says, I mean, and then it just trails off. So, but you can't choose Macho Man. You can't jump off the thing and be like, I'm not going to think of a wrestler. I'm going to just go with bows like you just did with tights. I know your plan. It's I know my, your you plan. You know my plan. You don't know my plan. But Okay, favorite wrestler this year, probably Eddie Kingston. Yeah, and he's still, he's like in the middle of that. I, I think in the new year, if we see more of that uh, House of Black, Eddie, uh, 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 Ortiz, beef, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Yeah, Eddie just had it. A fucking killer year. Yeah, just like every match better than the next. Mm-hmm. And he was it. doing good, great matches in Defy Wrestling up in Seattle too. So right, the thing, Mike, if you think about it, if we get okay enough in like a year or two, yeah, we could wrestle Eddie Kingston in Seattle. If Possibly, we to, you know, it's, it's pie pie in the sky, pie in the sky. It's way up. Vision there. boards. But you gotta have. You gotta have visions. Who's your best? rising star of 2022 easy no problem this one is a is a lock it's it's hook yeah hook my mom loved hook so also when i was home for the holidays my mom really insisted on watching wrestling with me on wednesday night live watching dynamite um because i think she saw i think she saw how big i am (laughs) and she's like oh he's serious he's all beefed (laughs) up he's all beefed up I, i think he wants to wrestle when my mom saw hook she said, oh, he works out. <laughs> yeah, he works out. 
That was very perceptive because he clearly does. Yeah, I think she had a little crush on Hook, Probably Mike. a little Hook crush. <laughs> he's like, ooh, look at his hair. That's what all the kids are doing. I'm like, yeah, he's like 21, 22 or something. That's a real he's Mike. Like, God, he's just Mike Wheeler's mom in Stranger Things season three situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, that's a good choice. Hook just life, just lifeguarding down at the pool, just chewing gum <laughs> all day, working on his tan, got some zinc on his nose. Just He's a got tight, a whistle. Just a tight, real tight young bod. And the whistle, the whistle only goes about, you know, it's a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a six inch or a tw- an eight inch, you know, necklace. Yeah. Goes right, sits right in between his pecs. You know, yeah. it's just right there. Yeah. He has to like pull it out. It's so stuck in there, you know. Who's your up and comer of the year? Jamie Hader. You thought uh, I was going to see Macho Man, didn't you? You thought yeah. I was going to see Macho Man. I did. I just did. Yeah. No, it's Jamie Hader. Because seriously, like from where she started as just a a lackey to Brit to now being the champion and an incredibly good wrestler, let's 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 say it like it is. They got to put the good wrestlers on the on the TV. They got to put the good wrestlers on the TV. She's the best, and I want to watch Jamie. She's the best. She should be there every goddamn week. What I'm saying is, I'm mad she wasn't on the New Year's show because I wish my mom could have saw Jamie Hater. No, that tag match was good though. Yeah, that tag match in it instead was real good. It was real Listen, good. I don't like to dog on the women's wrestling because I think that sucks. Because I know <laughs> disingenuous people do it all the time for nefarious reasons. Yeah. that uh, involve sexism. Yeah. I just think Tamello needs to be off the TV for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. I, I, I was in the shower this morning, and uh, I was thinking about the way she was selling in that match with her face. Because I've I, I really just, there's two types of, of hammy selling that I like. Uh-huh. Or there's two types of hammy selling. There's only one type that I like. Okay. And the one that she's doing with her hammy facial expressions is not what I like. Because it takes that match... That's supposed to be serious, yeah, and turns it comedic. You can have what was the comedic wrestler's name with the snake, the serpent, uh, Stupid Hand, Santino Morella. Yeah, so he's a comedy act, right? Right, for the most part, and he makes those huge facial expressions just the way Timelo Ty- is doing, but in the context of a comedy match. So it's like it, it really takes me out. And my, I'll tell you what, my mom, everyone listening here, my mom. Didn't like that match. Yeah. And she doesn't know shit about wrestling. That tells you something. Well, she <laughs> she just, hated that she match. She just knew it didn't look very good and it wasn't very fun to watch. So back to the selling. So that, that's that's hammy selling, which I love, but it's not good in that context of that match. The other hammy selling is with the body, and that's like Eddie Kingston, Terry Funk, where they're just bobbing around. It's it's hammy. It's it's comedic, but it's believable because it's it's – they don't have this goofy facial expression. I haven't fully formulated the idea between face hammy selling and body hammy selling, but I think I'm falling onto something. Yeah, you're really you're 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 you're, you're digging up some real gold here. You got your pickaxe out. You're gonna find it eventually. But it's just she's in like an arm bar or something, right? And she's like. <laughs> Mike yeah. saw my face. I wish y'all, I wish all you, I wish all you guys could have seen Bo's face. It's just goofy. It was a very good time Mello impression. And here's the other thing, Tay. I know in real life you could kick my fucking ass. I know you can, because you're a legit black belt in what Muay Thai, I think. Judo. Judo. Why are you wrestling like a wrestler? Just do judo in the ring. <laughs> Come on. You sound like me now. Now you're I asking, know. Now you're asking for like totally reasonable <laughs> things. I hit a breaking point on the show. Wow. Because my mom, yeah. of 66 years old, 
and uh, I no more details, but a little on some a little kind of some medication. Pinpointed <laughs> out in full lucidity, flying high, that this she said. Well, why are they moving so slow? And I was like, I don't want to get into get into detail about this, but it's be, it's just it, I I don't know what to say because I don't I don't want to talk on the division. This is a real special moment on the show where Bo Bo has to actually admit what he's seeing and that happened in front of his eyes, and he has to come to grips with the fact that he has to say that's not good wrestling. Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale were given dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're giving dog shit in that match. Yeah. And it's frustrating to watch because it's on the goddamn New Year's show. A big go home to the year. And they won. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That, I'm, I'm done. Moving on. I'm done ragging. I'm done ragging. I'm ragamuffin. If you know the history of the show, you know that Mike and I love women's wrestling. Yeah. And women in wrestling. But we differ. We gotta cook. We, we gotta cook Tay some more. Gotta we, cook her we some differ, more. We differ on the, 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 and this is really interesting to me because, like, Bo is finally expressing an opinion, <laughs> which is great. That is, that is, sometimes wrestling is not very good. And you just, it just, it's just not. It's just not, it's not high quality stuff. It's not that it's different or mm-hmm. niche or unique or special or, you know, it like it exists in a some type of like a safe space or whatever. It's just yeah. bad, you know. Yeah. It's just bad, and we can we can just agree. Like it's not, it doesn't look good. It doesn't. It, it's not fun to watch. It's just it's 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 a fast forward thing. You you see it and you want to fast forward. Whereas every time Jamie Hader's on my screen, or yeah, you know, to probably to a lesser extent, but generally whenever Nyla Rose is on my screen. Yeah. I'm we're going to want to see what happens next cuz sometimes Nyla appears out of nowhere and decks somebody and goes surprise bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's goof uh, she's but she's also got that hammy goofiness as well, right? But I feel like she just uses it more effectively. Yep. Uh I I don't know. Moving on. That's the that's the best. Fine, we, didn't say, <laughs> we didn't say that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa's uh anything goes match was bad it wasn't it was fucking great that's true and honestly last year's last year's match with penelope and tay in new at new year's bash where it was like a false count anywhere or something where she did the the pile driver off the apron onto the table oh yeah that, that match, match, was, that match was lit that was sick and so why so why is because ally ally and penelope like we're yeah, driving yeah. we're driving the bus you know but still like willow and 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 ruby are competent to, to drive that as well, uh, especially Ruby because she's been wrestling for so long. But I just, uh, how to take it? She's gotten worse over the year, Mike. She's gotten worse. I don't know that it's worse. I, to me, it feels like it, it, it's um, it's not any kind of a progression that you can track or bank on. It just feels like sometimes, right? She's in a she's in a really good match, and then sometimes. In a match where it looks, and I feel like like I've seen Anna Jay kind of bounce around there too, yeah. where it's like yeah. sometimes, like the first half of her match with Jade Cargill was so fucking rad, and then the second mm-hmm. half was so awful, <laughs> it was so terrible. Like a, it's it's to an extent, it's sort of like you just never know what you're gonna get. It's not that they're not yeah. capable of putting out great wrestling because we've seen them do it. It just doesn't like. Sometimes it, the match just doesn't work, and it doesn't feel like there's the in, the intensity and the feeling of live sport that there are at other at other times. Like pretty much, you know, whenever you watch Kenny Omega wrestle, right, that it, it has this 
live sport feeling where you or pack or Jamie Hader, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like you, you, it feels physical, it feels competitive, and it doesn't. It makes me curious as to what's going to happen next. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're going to cut all this out. We'll cut all this out. We'll, we'll redact all this stuff. <laughs> we'll redact all this. We were because I, I just want I just want every wrestler to to be their best, you know, and I want to see them at their best. And I, I know through her history of combat sports, she has that in her. I just don't know what they're doing with that right now. You know, them being Tony and AEW in general, navigating her, helping her navigate her career if she needs it, you know? Yeah. But we don't, we don't know the stuff happening behind the scenes. So who knows? Should have her break a couple people's arms. That's a good start. Right? Right? Just an idea. I didn't have this written down here, but what do you hope for 2023? I know it's hard to, in, in like wrestling in general, like what do you hope? Like what matches do you hope to see? I don't. It's a, it's a broad question, admittedly. I hope that Chris Jericho gets more work done, um, on his, uh, you know, on his face, so that he can stay forever young. I hope so too, because Ricky Starks calling him an air fryer. <laughs> it was the best thing of all time. He's like five weeks ago, you came out here looking like an air fryer. Now you look great. <laughs> What's Jericho's secret? Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, what is? I mean, I assume that it was has to do with him uh, because I know that he made a big point of only drinking like Grey Goose vodka on the rocks because uh, right, he was right. always kind of a little pudgy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I imagine he probably got with a nutritionist and he's probably you know walking ten thousand steps a day. Yeah, just walking. That's cool. Yeah, I mean. That's what I'm doing. Just walking. It helps. You know? Just walking. What are you hoping for in 2023? I hope CM Punk uh, and the Elite and Kenny and everyone on the AEW locker room all, all make make nice. And I hope we see an entire year-long feud <laughs> between the Elite and uh, FTR and CM Punk. That's what I hope. Yeah. Because as soon as FTR lost their ROH belts, I said to you on camera on Mike, I was like, I think they're starting to lose their belts, huh? This is how this is going to yeah, start going. And sure enough, belts, they lost. Yeah. They lost their AAA titles uh, this last weekend. Yep. Uh, to I to to Dragon Lee, and I forget his. I want to say Drillistico, but I might just be saying that because Drillistico has been on AEW television recently. But they're the new champs at AAA. But Dragon Lee, after the show, said, "Hey, I signed Triple H's WWE, so I'm out of here. I'm peace, Audi 5000." <laughs> Which is great for Dragon Lee. He's taking his tiny, 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 tiny trunks tiny, to WWE. The tiniest trunks. But if I could see Dragon Lee versus Rey Mysterio, which probably exists, I bet, somewhere, uh, and, uh, that, that'll that be a cool match to watch if it happens over there on at the E. Yeah, know? but I feel I feel like that's true for pretty much any small person. It's like, oh, I would love to see them wrestle Rey Mysterio, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying the quickness of dual luchador. It's like a battle for who's going to be the luchador of WWE. Who's gonna Who's gonna uh, excite the children around the world? What? Who's <laughs> what are they Santa Claus? You know, there was a brief point a couple years ago where lucha, the lucha party. There was like 18 luchadors in WWE, and the crowd fucking loved every single one, and it ruled. Yeah. And then Vince just kind of like, oh, oh, they're small. I can't see their faces. Oh. How am I supposed to make a movie? They make movies, pal. That's the thing. You got to fucking, you know, get with the program. They make movies. But the main thing is is CM Punk and FTR versus... Because FTR is headed to Japan 
at Wrestle Kingdom. They're going to lose their belts at Wrestle Kingdom. Right. We're going to watch whoever they fight. I don't know who they're fighting, but we got to watch that because Sasha Banks is also at Wrestle Kingdom. And in January, Sasha Banks is probably coming to AEW, dude. And that, speaking of the women's division, there's a woman that will whip some physicality into shape because she's tiny, but she's fucking mighty. <laughs> Sasha Banks. Like that match with last year, that's a good match, the Bianca Belair match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Or was that two years ago? Yeah, that was by f- uh, two, two or three. <laughs> that might have been 2020, yeah. I think. It was a pirate. It was a. It had an audience. It, it, pi- mu- it must have been. It was Pirate Mania, if I recall. <laughs> it was 2021 because there was a live audience. Yeah, so. that was match of the show. Yep. For either night of re- the WrestleMania backlash precursor to the extended edition. Mm-hmm. Still pirates. Pirate Mania. Still pirates. <laughs> colon the final pirating. Yeah. Uh, it, it was one of the best matches of the year. And a really, really special one. And know what we're getting in January, probably on Dynamite? Mm. It's going to be Sasha Banks and Soraya versus Britt and Jamie Hayter. That's a cool four combo right there. That's cool. I think that is on Dynamite, like the second week in January. January 11th is the rumor of when Sasha shows up. That's a cool four. That's it. That's all the best. Great. That's all I wish for. I just wish for. Oh, and I also wish that you and I get in a ring maybe by the end of next year. At least, at least, even if it's just in school, yeah, behind closed doors. Yeah. you know, that's a good wish. I think we can make that happen. I think so too. So now on to the the, the the stuff we always do, and I have a I have a question for you, Mike. Great. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? Mike, who is your favorite wrestler? Favorite wrestler, somebody I feel like I haven't seen in a little bit, but since this is the tiny but mighty episode, it feels appropriate to call him my favorite this week. It's Darby Allen. Oh yeah, crowd popped huge Darby when he came, came out. Uh, Darby came back and uh, let Joe know he's not gonna put up with any of this nonsense. No, and you know what's cool? It's just Joe's gonna throw around Darby again. And that's all I want to see. <laughs> that's all I want to see. In in the inter- in the Dax interview, he was talking about. Darby and about how uh, Dax only likes to call matches in the ring. He doesn't. He doesn't set up stuff, and that's just his style. He's like, I, I'm not against people that do, but that's just not how I work. And he's like, he was talking about the Darby matches. Like, they they were. It was talking about the FTR and MJF versus Sting, Darby, and um, CM Punk. Yeah, that match, that yeah. trios match, which was awesome. Where CM Punk had the Sting face paint. Yeah, Surfer Sting, super good. He's like, when they were talking about that match. Um, he's like, and those guys trusted Cash and I to call it in the ring since we were the heels to call the match. He's like, they knew that we would protect them, that we're not going to hurt them. Uh, Darby doesn't need protection anyway, is what he said. Because, yeah, he's right. Because <laughs> Darby's a lunatic and just throws himself around. Good choice. Thanks. What about you? Who's your favorite wrestler? I'm so glad you asked. It's Macho Man. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the guy I've been mentioning over and over. It's Dax Harwood. I know. I've, I think I've haven't had him twice before, but. If Dax Harwood can be the mediator to get Punk back in good graces, because I don't think Dax is big for he was talking he's not huge friends with the elite, but he he really enjoys Matt. He likes that they're family people. Yeah, he likes Matt's wife a lot. They're friends. Um, so if he can be the mediator to get that to iron out that whole thing, then he's gonna be my favorite wrestler a lot in 2023. Yeah. So for now, I'm ending the year with Dax Harwood. Good pick. I mean, hard pressed to say there's a better wrestler on planet Earth than Dax Harwood. So. What's cool about FTR is I feel like I feel like I've watched their entire career, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. 
like I didn't watch Dax said he wrestled in in um NWA a bit by himself. I didn't see any of that, but seeing them as a tag team, we've witnessed them grow. Yeah. Which is really fun and really exciting. Because like the Young Bucks, I, I love them, but when I were introduced to them, they'd already been huge tag team, right? Right. So it's like it's just really cool from uh what were the what was the the mechanics? Right. The mechanics to the revival. To, the revival. to fuck the revival, FTR. Yeah, very good. Man, good stuff. But now it's everyone's favorite part of the episode. I have one shit house for you. I have one for you as well. Send it to you on Slack. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, this is a tweet from Umami. That's at Umami. Uh, it says, "Good joke. Everybody laugh. Roll snare drum." This is, of course, a reference to uh, Watchmen, the seminal 1985 graphic novel by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. So and, before you press play, what are you looking at? Yeah. What, like, what's, what is that? So the thumbnail is the diner that Jerry and George and Elaine and Kramer eat at in virtually every episode of Seinfeld. Yes. Here we go. There's Jerry. Oh my God! What the hell? Why? Episode's over. Oh my God! So what did you just see? Oh, I saw Jerry explode. He filled up the entire diner with his skin. The grossest pixel graphics I've ever seen. Oh my god, that was a when his grin explodes like a. It looks like uh like Studio Ghibli, like his fucking Totoro cat bus face, and then it was a fucking nightmare. Oh my god. Executive producers George Shapiro and Howard West. Oh my god, how? Yeah. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Is it shit house? Yes, it's shit house. Fuck God. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you liked it. Jesus Christ. He, uh, Jerry in that in that thumbnail, that video, that gif, Jerry ended 2022 with a bang. Yeah, he did. Fucking gross. You could say he did it his way. Oh, wow. What do you have for me? Well, the one thing I have for you is the fucking screen cap that I have to send you. Okay. Should this be on the show, the screen cap? That you just, yeah. Well, it's kind of part okay. of your fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Studio Ghibli cap. God, cat what the hell? Mike, Mike took a screen cap at six seconds of the 10 second video. Oh, my God. And it's God. just brilliant. It's it's Jerry's full grin before he. he's is, is Jerry happy he's about to engulf the people in this diner? God. Kill them all? Jerry's a fucking nightmare. Jerry, Jerry, oh. He's like, I'm going to expand and then go date a 19-year-old. Gross. <laughs> but true. Good show, though, after that. <laughs> Good show after that. Fuck. All right, what do you have for me? thought I would, uh, if you know anything about me, you know I think sumo wrestling is cool. And 2023, we promise we're going to do a sumo episode. We've we been saying are. it for two years. So to uh, get us primed and ready for that and for the surprise that I have for you coming in just a little bit, I wanted to 
submit this video to you and you tell me if you think it's shit house all right so it's a youtube video it's sumo it's loading for me here it's at uh nhk world japan is the account of course you'll find everything we're, we're showing here on our twitter at topi suicida pod twitter has not collapsed yet not yet so minute 58 video i'm gonna go ahead and press play and interact with it we got a, a britain gentleman describing what is forbidden in sumo holy shit i don't think i've ever seen them Okay, so it's not allowed to lift them up in the air like that. This is some fucking sexy music, too, man. <laughs> no. No close fists. Mm. Stu- Sumo is not boxing, Michael. <laughs> oh, God. What if they weren't, though? What if they weren't? Right? You know, it's tra- it's, a, it's a traditional sport. I get it. But what if you, we let sumo wrestlers throw each other around by the hair what if we let what them if do we that? let them do that what if uh what if su- what if sumo wrestling was a little more like pro wrestling yeah i'm surprised there hasn't been one created i think maybe do you think it's because it's so steeped in tradition it would be incredibly offensive if they were to do that yeah i think because they already have pro wrestling and that's such a yeah such its own art form yeah you can put that large gentleman in a pro wrestling match see yokozuna it is interesting to note, though, that pro wrestling, like, it, there, there could have been a different, like, a- evolution of pro wrestling where it came from sumo, you know? Yeah, instead of collegiate yeah. mat wrestling. Yeah. I got about uh, 10 seconds. Oh, he's walking off sad. Yeah. So, anyway, those the are... Hello ring of sumo. Those are the uh, kinjite, the forbidden moves okay. of sumo. And uh, I just wanted to show that to you for a number of reasons. One, because I feel like those are a couple moves that maybe we could uh, we could nick, as they say, in uh, Great Britain and maybe uh, utilize in the ring. And then mm-hmm. two, that was the first and only time I've ever seen sumo wrestlers basically doing pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting to know that. So, because uh, I had the volume down because the volume was kind of overtaking your volume. So I had to turn everything down to hear you. That that last one he was walking off sad. Is he actually, did he actually try those in the real match and he got disqualified or is that still the, the fake so stuff that, they were talking yeah, about earlier? That last one, that last one that didn't look super choreographed was a real match. And it was a Yokozuna who pulled his opponent down by the hair and was disqualified, which I think is like the first and only time that's ever happened. What do you think happened? I wonder in his head. Like I'm fuck. I hate this guy. I mean, if you watch, <laughs> if you watch the slow mo, it's just a split second that he grabs the hair, but it's definitely uh-huh. a grab. He definitely he's he, yeah. he doesn't just like palm the back of the head. He uh, grabs the top knot, and that is a no no. Yeah, he did it his way. That's he did it his way. <laughs> um, that's awesome. We're gonna watch sumo eventually because I am fascinated by the sport. Because I just think any any anything that size, any person that size yeah. able to move at that swift uh, uh, speed yeah. and also that that strength, it's just it's like two giant animals just banging against each other in a circle. It's awesome. It's so it's interesting. Awesome. It's so interesting that you would say that. No, okay. So two things. One, I need to know was it shit house? Yes, definitely. Okay, shit house. Two. If you know anything else about me, you know that I like small guys pushing around big guys. So. My surprise for you, and this is going to be a five minutes of fire, is five minutes of fire. Five minutes of fire. It's going to be five minutes of the sumo wrestler named Enho, E N H O, and okay. he is about five six, two hundred and fifteen oh, yeah. pounds. Oh yeah. And we're going to get five minutes. And you talk because you're right. Sumo is traditionally thought of as these two 
humongous colossal forces that are colliding these huge right. men and here's a guy that's just a little over 200 pounds wrestling guys that are basically almost twice his size in some cases and i thought mm. i would give you a little flavor of of what enho is all about i can't wait to watch enho and again find this link on our twitter at tope suicida pod I said we can't let the people know that we went over 30 seconds, over five minutes, but we did. The video is 11 minutes. We recommend the whole thing. We only watched 30 seconds after our cutoff time on accident because we don't lie to you. You know, we don't lie. Look, we're not liars. That was incredible. He's very cool, is he not? <laughs> Enho is is uh, is is some of the coolest sumo I've seen, and I have not seen a lot of sumo. Right. <laughs> but regardless, yeah, he's like. He's so small compared to all of them. Yes. And all he has to do is lift their feet, their flat feet, off the ground like two inches, and he's got them done. He's got them beat. He just pushes them. They fall. They land on their feet. They land on uh, 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 someone, an official. They land on a fan's ankle, whatever. (laughs) They don't win, though. (laughs) Four senior citizens killed at the sumo match at at, uh, Budokan Hall last night. Tragedy strikes the nation. So I'm glad you share that with me. Thanks. Because the matches I have for you, yeah. the tiny but mighty matches. So I have excited. For you, I have three of them. Pumped. And here they are. Okay. We're starting with a tag match. Uh-huh. And that's Laparka. <laughs> okay. And Psychosis versus Juventud Guerrera, Juvi, and someone that is always on this show, Rey Mysterio Jr. <laughs> Wow, was this, he, was Rey this Mysterio? On, we talked before. He's on every show. Was this on Nitro or was this in Mexico? It must. I don't know. I didn't look at the details. Cool. So you'll have the YouTube link on our Twitter, everyone. But I, I'm, I'm gonna guess it's WCW because they're all there. Yeah. Right. Um. And then the next match will be Kaz Hayashi. Uh. Versus. I, I don't. I'm not familiar with him. But uh, we've been going lots of weeks asking. You ask a question. A lot. Uh, like, where's what about Raven? Yeah, what about well, Raven? He's, he's wrestling Kaz Hayashi in okay, this match. Okay, okay. And then we end it with another tag match, and that's the New Age Outlaws, Daddy Ass, and White Dreads <laughs> versus the Acolytes. Oh, God. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know? All right. Is it JBL? Is it, is it JBL? JBL? It was. It turns out it, it was. Is. It's JBL with Even the dot, jet, jet black hair. So, uh, it, yeah, all these are, are rated as in, in high regard for being good and not very long. So we're going to watch them. Uh, we hope you all do, too. And then we're going to come back after we watch all three and do our normal stuff about tights tonight, all that good stuff. So uh, we'll see you after the break. He's like, hey, I'm thinking about the offer you made. You and Lorraine made me to have sex with her while you watch. And he's he was really into it. But he said on one condition, that one condition was that he could dread my hair in a bunch of white god natty dreads. And I said, I don't know. I don't know. So I actually turned, I actually turned down Jesse James. I said, get the fuck uh, out of my house. Uh, what do you think I have? Some kind so, of a pervert? No, sure, sure me and Lorraine are into this, cu- this cook. 
cuck situation, but you get out of here. I don't want natty dreads. Why don't you go over to Dave's gym? Go over to the Bucks gym. Dave, do some do some natty dreads over there on some other some other weird white guy. And he said okay. And then me and Lorraine were alone again, and she was kind of pissed because she wanted to, she wanted to bang Jesse, but. And he wanted to bang her, too, but it was my fault because I didn't want the dress. So after Jesse left, then I <laughs> I started looking for the key, of course. And the, I'll be damned if I wasn't under behind credenza number seven. Billy Gunn was still there. He was creeping. Clint, why are you telling me this stuff? Mark. Clint, I, I'm just trying to work. Because, Mark, you are my, we are, I'm your best friend. <laughs> I don't know about that, Glenn. You're more just a boss, a boss, you know, subordinate relationship. We and... are. Well, then get the fuck out of here, you stupid bitch. Yeah, why are you even in here? You're not supposed to be in here. Get out of here, you piece of shit. All right, sorry. <laughs> it's almost like there's two Clints in the room, but it's only one Clint. Yeah, two just voices. one Clint. One Clint, <laughs> one Mark, one locked door from the outside, and Mark just can't get out of the credenza shop. Oh, boy. These three matches are pretty, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Real good. I feel like I don't even know which is my favorite. I think the tag match, the first tag match, the, uh, as much as I love the in and out nature of the acolytes versus new age outlaws where sure. Do your pro do your shit up top. This is the acolytes thinking, do your shit. We're just going to fucking run out there and fuck you up right when you're done with your crowd. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. And then they did, Yeah. but they still lost, but that tag <laughs> match was fun. I love the in and out. Yeah. But the, the luchador tag match, man, whoo. It was hot. Hot stuff. When's the last time you and I have watched legit four luchadors wrestling each other? Yeah. Outside of, not even, because leaving Lucha Underground, I'm talking, I'm talking, we might have seen, probably in Lucha Underground, honestly. There's been like an Agenis a, a and and three other guys, I don't know that all their names have wrestled, but not, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I, I'm trying to remember, I don't think, I can't remember a, a luchador, ta- straight luchador tag match. That's true because I think when we see four four of the dudes, it was a four way in uh, Lucha Underground. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, this fucking rule. It was glorious. It was. <clears throat> I feel like they had long conversations and it all paid out. Right. It all paid exactly how it should. And, and we under we feel like Mike and I feel like it. It started the show too. It was on Nitro. Yeah. It was the first match. They you know, uh, they start off hot with a cruiserweight thing. Yeah. And. Uh, this was the hottest nine minutes I've watched in a while. Yeah, it was lit, man, from start to finish. Like, it was like nobody took a breath. It was just one thing after the other after the other. Crazy shit all over the place. Do you think LaParca regrets trying to dance not once but twice and getting hit? No, I don't. No. Okay, so you don't think he went back and studied the tape? Like, why'd we lose? Why'd we lose? It's like, oh, because you got drop kicked when you're trying to do your leg dance and you try to sh- shucky your knees shucky ducky your knees on the tape friend and you got fucked here's the thing so. i think laparka went back and studied the tape because he was pissed that they lost <laughs> but when he watched it he had he just couldn't come up with any reason why they lost he was just like i, I just don't yeah. get it we wrestled perfectly yeah i don't understand how we lost this match because i i know i did everything perfect all i remember is I was doing a cool knee move on the apron, and all of a sudden, Ray's coming out of the air on my shoulders. But that's not <laughs> my fault. What I did is what I do, okay? <laughs> well, that's the, uh, Laparka is a gif. <laughs> what we just did, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> all right, where, where were we here? 
That, uh, all right, the tag match. <laughs> the the middle match, Kasayashi versus Raven. We were like, who's Kaz? Who's Kaz? And still when he came out, still unsure, because like, oh, it's the Sub-Zero Kinda guy. Sub-Zero and then we were like, no, that's Glacier. That's Glacier. Glacier. That's a different person. So the name, though, Kasayashi, sounds very familiar probably because we watched him when we were kids watching nitro yeah I, I did a little i did a little cursory research looks like he wrestled a lot for all japan pro wrestling okay was he actually hired at wcw or was he on loan because i know i don't know some of the the talent would not I, be fully signed yeah. okay you didn't it's what you're saying you didn't do a lot of research you didn't do i want to say just on loan yeah i think probably okay well we'll get well, in the first episode of 2023, Mike will have all that information. I'll get all the info. I'll drop it. Make sure that we're all we're all good. We're all correct. I will say I I still I don't know how Kaz ended up having as long a career as he did after he did that uh, somersault senton from the inside of the ring to the floor. <laughs> yeah, he just fucking he yeeted himself over the top rope and just full splat. Not even a roll. <laughs> Just hit flat like a dead fish. That was a bug on a windshield. <laughs> it's a real That's bummer. That's what that was. It was a bummer. <laughs> it was a bummer. <laughs> but you know what? He got it. He took that. He took that shit back that he got from that move, and then it did a senton twice. One on a chair. One of them on a chair from the top. Like rope. a lunatic. How much rearranging of his spine did Kaz have to go through after that match? It. I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine ever being like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. They're talking about it, like, and I want to do this spot where you just move. <laughs> Raven's okay. like, whoa, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want. Have we seen a full flat back from Darby like that yet? Because he's usually doing a roll. Yeah. Right? He's usually rolling because he's smart. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've seen him go splat on the floor yet. <laughs> like a coffin drop that just misses. That just, ugh. And just splat. Just floor. Uh, um, I think this might be the first Raven match we've ever watched. Yeah, might be. So we, did we did we get the answer to what about Raven? Or are we still figuring it I out? I think we're still trying to figure it out. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it, I do think it, it. Raven posed that an interesting question at the beginning of the match, and yeah. it's one that I it's a beat, drum that I've been beating for a long time, which is you know. Did he always do do that? I forget. What about Raven? Um. The very beginning of a match. Yeah. I know you do it in promos. I want to say ever... in WCW, that was a consistent thing. But it's kind of hard to remember, really, between the... Because he had different runs in ECW, and yeah, at times so he was, like, too. evil incarnate. And then he was... But he, but then he was in WCW, and they did they, they grossly mismanaged him. But Because, like, for a while, the flock was cool. Like, it was a cool... Yeah idea i felt like they just talked about him a lot and they were always ringside but they never fought yeah as a team a lot I, billy was just scratching his gross chest right you know he's loady fleas sick or boy rigs was <laughs> rigs um we decided i think in this match that raven it might be shithouse yeah he might be a shithouse it's hard to tell with, with given you know sort of the flannel jorts uh, and he was kind, he seemed kind of he kind of stuffed in that yeah. sleeveless shirt like he was stuffed yeah, in it. Yeah, but he's definitely like beefed out for sure. Yeah, it's very strange. So that's we'll 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 do some more research like like Kaz, but I uh, uh, we'll figure out what about Raven is what I'm saying. But I did like during that promo at the beginning is he puts over Kaz. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's great because obviously Kaz is not known. Yeah, and it's it's a cool move. It was it was it was cool. It set up the match really good. Kaz had a great start to the match. 
And also, it, it was all, it was a squash match, but it was a thing where Raven almost got beat like nine times. Yeah. And I, I was speaking back on that when he's when putting over, putting over Kaz. I like that he does it on the mic in front of the live audience. Yeah. Because sure, the announcers will hear that at home, right? But like, I'm just thinking back to when uh, Evil Uno and uh, and uh, uh, fucking what was his partner's name? Shit. Grayson of the dark. Yeah, Grayson. When they showed up, we heard Excalibur explaining, but the live audience was confused. Yeah. Same with Santana Ortiz, sort of to a lesser extent because they know him from Impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I like that they found a way to do it in front of the live audience. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Still miss the, see that anymore. Still miss the human throne. I mean, it might. Uh, or slowly, Evil Uno's peeling back. He's wrestling without a shirt again. He's in a vest now. Yeah. Um, and the Dark Order is legit just Evil Uno and John Silver and Alex Reynolds. That's the Dark Order. And their friend, their friend Hangman. <laughs> but so I feel like 2023 might be the, might be, might be the time that shirtless evil evil uno is back and maybe Stu grayson will come back they have a good relationship he came back for that one-off match a few months ago or whatever make the dark order creepy what did you think about the new age outlaws versus the acolytes since i kind of talked about them yeah it was great i mean it did everything it needed to do it was five minutes it opened the show you know got the crowd uh excited for some wrestling it was four and a half minutes long Bradshaw hit somebody with a clothesline. Ron hit a couple spine busters. What else do you need? Everyone got their shit in, basically. Yeah, everybody got you it in. Even Xbox got some shit in. Yeah, and, and you hear that? No, people like Xbox still. They love him still. He doesn't have that go-away heat yet. Yeah, baby. We always liked Xbox, but a worm a worm turned on him somehow. Yeah, the worm the turned. The worm turned. The worm has turned. View check here. These sumo wrestlers are wrestling to the highest degree, and oh, the worm has turned. The small oh, man. Oh, it seems the worm has turned there. Enno uh, is, is throwing the big man out of the ring. The worm has turned. Oh, the, worm, the worm has <laughs> most definitely turned. I would say. Um, and that clothesline from hell is uh was devastating. It's real good. It was incredible. The, <laughs> I, I think I, I'm thinking about it. It's like. Of the people that do that, yeah. right? The really powerful fucking clothesline. Yeah. It's him and then Brody for sure, I think. And who else does it after that that's even comparable well, to those two? Uh, well, I mean, you say Brody. Uh, you, 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 of course. Luke Harper. Bruiser Brody through, through oh, a, okay. a vicious lariat. And then we, you know, we got to stay Stan Hansen. Yeah, okay. Stan Hansen is the reason why there is such a thing as the lariat being the finisher. It's because Stan Hansen killed people with it. I'm picturing, did he ever wrestle in red tights? Stan I don't Hansen? think so. Stan okay. was always in black. The reason I was picturing this, this huge bulbous Stan Hansen with a red tights? lariat. Does, doesn't leave his feet. Just fucks the guy over with that clothesline. I don't know. I'm visualizing. I'm ma- I'm putting all kinds of personas together. So my brain's a, it's a playground. He did have so. red hair, kinda. It's kind of a sandy brown. Blonde. I was pointing at Mike. You can't see, but sync up. I'm pointing at yeah, Mike. Yeah, if you want to sync up, he's, he's right pointing on. at me like he meant for all this to happen because of his beautiful mind. <laughs> Let's do tights of the night. Yeah. Okay, so two of these matches. All these matches actually are around the same era, mm-hmm. right? Yep. They're all late 90s. Yep. Two of them are WCW. In the first one on Nitro, 
was Macho Man Anywhere. He might have been in the building. Yeah, that was December of 97. So at that point, he was feuding with DDP. It's very possible that Macho was in the building. Saturday Saturday night's event that Kaz and Raven wrestled on. Do you think Macho was still there? Or had he left for the evening? I don't know what year that was from. But given that it was still the target, Matt, I would say mm-hmm. it was 96 or earlier. So yeah. I think there's a decent chance Macho was at Saturday night's main event. Do you think he stayed, though? Oh. Like, or did when they were – because they're recorded on some other show. Do you think he, he, he maybe left? Maybe this was recorded – on a nitro. Nah, he was probably he, he was probably tipping Miller lights somewhere on a jet ski. Okay. Shit. All right. Well, uh, over at WWF, this in the year two thousand, yeah. Macho's still with us. Yeah. So January of two thousand. What's he doing right now? What does he look he's like? Wearing, he's wearing that awful uh, sequin <laughs> fedora and like tux, sequin tuxedo thing. It's yeah, real. It's but if you re- see it, really bad. But like, but still, it's awesome, though. Like, you know, <laughs> and he's got the tight, like the, the super, truck. the super tight ponytail. <laughs> the, like the monster truck with a hat, real bad, but still, like, still, hey, well, cool. you know. <laughs> so, but he's not on the show. Shit. Okay, so he's. If you want to sync up, Macho can't win tonight. But you know what? He was all over the best of. So. Yeah. He just wasn't booked. If he was, he was probably tied to the night, but he wasn't yeah. he, he wasn't booked. He wasn't on the show. So we gotta go with someone let's, else. And let's clear the air. It's gonna come from the first match. The luchadors are gonna it's someone in there has the tights of the night. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, because I don't wanna I'm not looking at you, Kurt Cobain Raven. I don't give a shit about that grunge look. All right? Cass, you just got black tights on. I don't give a shit. New Age Outlaws. Shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Yep. And the New Age Outlaws, uh, let's go talk about Jesse James again. Worst tights of all time. Hey, look yeah, at my green and yeah, black tight yeah. with my cool jersey. Fuck your jersey. Take it off, dork. Absolute Hall of Fame bad tights. It, also, he's got kick pads. What, is he, what, is, what does he have kick pads on for? His thing is that shuffle punch. <laughs> it's not a kick. He should have punch pads does that make sense yeah they're called gloves <laughs> so he had a bucket hat so that voids the winning yeah okay i can't wink I, uh, daddy ass was in his wonderful pink yeah trunks, billy but, was looking good billy always looks good but the bucket hat fucked him over yeah well you know, it part, ruins the part, team partner is brian uh armstrong so and then the acolytes uh, love their look but again just black tights yeah. with a, like an acolyte symbol on their hip yep so uh no, it's one of the luchas. Ba- yeah, it's one of the luchas. So what do we got? Look up Laparka in gold and black yes. instead of white and black skeleton. Yes. That's rare. Yeah. It, not as common as the white and black skeleton, but very good. And I think they chose it because Psychosis was in black and white, black which and I don't white. think he's usually in that either, is he? He's usually more Psychosis is usually more colorful than black yeah, and white. That's what I was white. gonna say. Yeah. You got Hooved Guerrera with a mask. Yeah. Uh which uh, mainly when I watched him, he was maskless because that happened in a few years. Yeah. No, he's, he's very, he's a very pretty, very pretty man. Movie looked good. Too. Very pretty, very bright, very stylish. I will say that the tights that Hoovy always wears looks like he grabbed them off of like a table at a garage sale. 
<laughs> you know, like, like the red stitching under the black, like looked uneven, <laughs> and like Hooventude was all different characters. <laughs> and they're like so tiny, like definitely it was, it was definitely a boy's pants never worn yeah. type of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't quite get to the ankle all the way. Yeah. There's a little bit of skin between the boot and the ankle. They're so small. He's like they're on um, sale. They were on sale. I got them for cheap. Uh, and then uh, Rey Mysterio, who, who usually fares pretty well for winning tights of the night in these in these matches. Uh, he had the classic boots and tights, boots and long boys before going full Jinko in the 2000s. Yeah, he was in his he was in his classic gear, the uh, tight long boys and the bicep ta- uh, bicep uh, mm-hmm. rings and the and the the mask. And of particular note was that his outfit tonight. His tights were mostly white, but they were yeah. adorned with red and green. So it was a Mexican yes. flag theme. Mm-hmm. I feel like he had there's there's dots or something on the white part, was there not? I feel like his butt had like not a full on cheetah pattern, but there was some kind of emblem on that. Am I crazy? He had a diamond in his crotch. I know. And his he, butt. Well, he always has. He always has the the well the diamonds on his on his quads, which usually he's in black with like red diamonds on the quads. I think. Yeah, but. This white. Let me bring up the match one more time. I swear he had some kind of. This is the first we've ever done a post match tights of the night a recheck on what Ray's wearing. <laughs> oh, Hoovy's got some uh, green in there as well. All right. All right. There's good. Uh, okay. So at 424, uh-huh. check out what's going on with his leg. I can send you the link again if you don't have it. Yeah. It almost seems like because they're all different. He's got the teal butt. But there's a bunch of circles all over his leg, and I don't know what they are. They look like maybe Boy Scout merit badges. <laughs> oh yeah, what what the fuck are those? What is that? What is that? It's really difficult to tell in 480p. I know, worst the worst. I can't. the The one on the knee looks like a dolphin jumping out of the an orange dolphin. Little little cosmos, you know. And that's that's pretty cool because now it makes me think that every circle on Ray's shorts, trunks, long boys is an entirely new universe. Contains you know? he contains multitudes. Yeah. So who's tights of the night? Well that's why. He contains multitudes, which makes him tights of the night winner. Ray's Ray tights of the night. Jr. Couldn't agree more. Congratulations, Ray. I think the sleeper part of that outfit is the black boots. Yes, they're very tall. Yep. Like they, they really stand out against the white. It's really good. And they're shiny. They're very shiny. God, I loved this match. Yeah, it was so good. Um, But that brings us to the end of the show and the end of the year. You know, the end of everything. This is it, man. Wow, another year down. We got any uh, New Year's resolutions before we get out of here? Um, Modify my diet. Keep keep modifying my diet yep. just to, uh, to, to, to better... Uh, facilitate workout and wrestling strength you know gains gains yes because i'm feeling pretty good uh when i go to my parents house over the holidays i take a naked photo in, in the in front of the, the mirror in the bedroom that i stay in because there's really good there's really good lighting coming in from the window across the room <laughs> wait you take and, a and naked po- photo in your parents bedroom it's not their bedroom it's a bedroom in their house it's not the it's the room i'm staying in okay so anyway i'm standing up for mike so i'm usually posing like 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 one, this arm flexing, right? Right. And the camera's the camera's like here okay. with with my right hand, yeah. And it's just the full bod, yeah. Penis out, flaccid and everything, <laughs> right? Flaccid and out, yeah. And uh, I took one last year, and I took another one this year, and I've been comparing the two. And buddy, yeah, woo, 
I am beefier, especially all up here. Yeah, beefier. All this is like it's like what we talk about with uh, certain wrestlers. It feels like someone took the pecs of another action figure, yeah. popped them off, and then went and put the shoulder top pecs this area on top of what was there last year. That's good. And then my legs also, I noticed, I'm in the exact same pose. I couldn't see as much of my caked butt because, Mike, my quads have gotten huge. <laughs> <laughs> and so I couldn't see it because it was just pit. It was a big quad. Right. So, um, wow. That's my goal is just keep getting bigger. Also, lean out a bit more on top of that getting bigger. Right. And uh, hopefully, train at Oregon Pro Wrestling School. Uh, uh, well, and hopefully I'm coachable and, and, uh, yeah, here, here. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I'm going to just try and keep doing everything that I've been doing, you know, man, just L I V I M. just, just, uh, yeah, man, you know, man, just kind of riding that, riding that wave. Um, yeah, I got plans. I got plans. I'm going to school in the fall, but in the meantime, I'm going to check. I'm going to check out my old stomping grounds down at the high look, school, man. Look, I don't know. You know, they say they closed down the blockbuster, but they haven't closed it down in my mind. You know what I mean? Man? Ah, dude, I threw a brick through that window. They haven't closed down shit. They haven't closed anything down. Trying to close me for down. lease. More like for life. <laughs> L-I-V-I-N. L-I-V-I-N, man. L-I-V-I-N. So these are our new characters. Just, again, one guy that's just Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it's just, it's just, <laughs> so. it's just Wooderson from Dazed and Confused. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, a good movie. Great. Good movie. Great. Real, real creepy character, though. Great stuff. Um, Here we are. Mike, uh, where can people find us? Yep, you'll find us online at Tope Suicida Pod. That's on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at Tope Suicida Pod at gmail.com. We're still working on the P.O. box. Uh, and if you want to find Bo individually, he's at Bo Rosser. And, you know, I'm not ruling out a return to social media in 2023. But for now, you're going to just have to let Bo know that you want to talk to me and he'll give you my address since you'll have to come over and speak to me in person. Yeah. And Mike's planning on moving in with Stacy soon. So, like, I don't even even know what the new address is. So. You can send mail to the old house if you want. Yeah, just keep sending the mail to the new <laughs> residents here. They'll love that. <laughs> I always love that when I get mail from somebody that lived here previously, you know? This is hypothetical because I know it's a federal crime, but do you ever open it? No. I always put a post-it note on it and say, and for the mail carrier and say, hey, they don't live here anymore. Take this back to whatever, you know, throw it in the pit. Have you ever been curious? I'm not saying anyone on this 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 podcast has done that, but have you ever been curious? No, I've never been curious. I've never opened somebody else's mail. That's an awful thing to do. What have I ever been curious? Stop chewing your You've gum. Never done it? Stop chewing your gum like that. If you could see what I see right now, you'd just be looking at I can. I can see me. You'd be looking at a postal service pervert right now. So you never done that. No, I've I'm not saying done anyone it. on this. No, stop no one on this show has. I've never done it like you're like you're an older guy and I'm like you're trying to score a J behind the gym. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I'm just saying that no okay, that is no one's hypothetically is what I'm saying. No one's done that on this show. No, no one has done that on this show. No one opens anyone else's mail. That's a felony. And it's, it is a felony. It's why no one's done it. And it's kind of an interesting idea though, if it happens. No, it's you know? not. Don't do it. Don't open up people's mail. It's wrong. That's like the 11th commandment. You know, they, Moses ran out of room on the tablets, but 11 was going to be, and don't open other people's mail. <laughs> 
you know, sometimes things happen. You don't read the, who's on the thing and you, you see someone's art tax that they haven't paid in five years because they don't live at this address. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically, Nobody never happened. Nobody pays the art tax anyway. <laughs> Nobody pays the art tax. I owe 190 I haven't paid the art tax in a couple of years. This is the bill. This is my art tax bill right here. It sits in front of me, so I go, I should pay I this should 190 pay this, but That's like half a PlayStation. <laughs> no one opens other people's mail on this so show. That this is all this is a comedy colors? show. Come on. Come on. This is satire. It's all satire. Wait, you no owe one does 190 bucks for the the art tax is like 35 bucks a year. No, it's like 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm four years later. <laughs> Are you not in cuffs? How have you not been thrown into the paddy wagon and driven down to the courthouse? How do you still have your hands? You're supposed to cut your hands off for shit like that. To date, we have not received payment in full for the tax years of 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. So I think all the years that the art tax has been a thing. I paid it once. I paid it once. 2017, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because they don't give you an option to just pull it out of your return, right? When you file for taxes. No, yeah, you have to go to a website and click a button and everything. Yeah, no, it's it's too much. Anyway, give back to your local communities. (sighs) Mike, as we end the year in 2022, one more day. What is wrestling? Wrestling is... The end of times and new beginnings. Wrestling is recognizing the things that are within your control and doing your best to make those things work for you in your life. Wrestling is not paying your art tax. (laughs) Because, you know, man, you got to go to a whole other website and click a button and stuff. And there's no time. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling is picking what's important to you and accepting the results of that choice. And that's also kind of apparently what being an adult is too. Cool. Yeah. What's wrestling for you? Mike, I'm so glad you asked here in 2022 wrestling is art and art should not be taxed. Have a good uh, year. Tope Suicido What Wrestling Can Be is a knit comedy co-op production and edited by Mike Whitman and Bo Baxter-Rosser. Thanks for listening.